Yes. Um, the reason why I have Anchor is, one, because um, when I first started doing my podcast, I was asking um, a friend of mine which ones are good, and she told me about Anchor and another one. But ever since I've been using Anchor, it's been so good because the podcasts have been so easy to run smooth, and I'm easy to uh, able to uh, interview guests without anything, and I just love it, the overall experience, because Anchor is just where it is. Anchor is just where it is, like, uh, and I encourage more people to do podcasts, because if you have stuff on your mind, and you want to get it off, and you want to use a platform to do it, Anchor is the platform to do it, because not only does Anchor, does it go on Anchor, but it also goes on to other platforms after it's posted to Anchor. So I would like to thank Anchor for everything they've done for me so far, and I really appreciate them. Welcome back to our Strange Disappearances series. And today, well tonight, we'll be talking about the strange disappearance of Dolce Maria, or Dolce, I don't know if I'm saying it right, Alibes, who went missing from Bristol City Park. Back on September 16th, 2019. Um, Dolce was last seen at the Bridge City Park in Bridge, New Jersey, on the afternoon of September 16th, 2019. A massive search was launched, and an Amber Alert was issued in all our efforts to find the girl. So on September 16th, before, before 4 p.m., surveillance video was captured the last. No images of Dolce. The video shows Dolce getting ice cream at a store with her mother, three-year-old brother, and eight-year-old relative. After 4 p.m., Dolce arrives at the Bristol City Park with her relatives. She and her three-year-old brother run off to play, while her mother, Noema Alavez, stays in the vehicle with the eight-year-old relative. 4.20 p.m., Dolce's three-year-old brother returns to the car behind his sister, Naima Alavez begins looking for her daughter, but cannot find her. Um, I know people are going to say, how come she left the, you know, the kids run off and, and uh, stay in the car with the relative. Um, I myself, when I first read the story, I said the same thing. And I was wrong for doing that because sometimes we just don't know. Things can happen in a split second. There have been plenty of times where I've done something and I turned around to go do something else and forgot for that moment and then boom, something happened. So stop coming up. So please stop coming up, coming at the mother, you know, about about that saying, oh, well, I would never run, I would never leave my kids or, or whatever. Of course, if you, you know, if you don't, then, that, then that's, that's you. But this happened for a split second and I know she regrets it, but I don't think anybody should hold that to her. No, not, this, not in these circumstances, no. It happened for a split second and a little girl has gone missing and the focus should be on her. It really should. If the focus should be on her. Okay. 
So after Dolce's three-year-old brother returns to the car without his sister, Alima Alaves begins looking for her. But like I said, she can't find her. 5 p.m., Noema Alabez calls police to report her daughter missing. September 17th, as word of Dolce's disappearance spreads, the FBI and members of the Bridget Committee join the effort to find a little girl. An Amber Alert is issued shortly after 10 p.m. and alerts and the alert police say believe that Dolce was taken by a light-skinned, possibly Hispanic male, roughly five inches, I'm sorry, roughly five foot, six inches tall. He was believed to be wearing orange sneakers, red pants, and a black shirt. Police said the man led Dolce from the play- playground to a red van with a sliding door and tinted windows. September 18th, people gathered in Bridgeton City Park for a vigil, praying for Dolce's safe return. September 19th, family members issued another plea for help as the search for Dolce continues. We have not been able to eat. Have, we have not been able to eat nor sleep, you can imagine. You can't imagine what we are going through. We are very sad. Please help our family, I beg of you. So around that time, there was a reward of $20,000 for anyone leading, leading to the identification or conviction of a suspect. The reward would go to $25,000 on September 20th, where common County prosecutor, Jennifer Red, Jennifer Webber Cray issued a plea for witnesses to come forward. We're asking them, we're appealing them, we're encouraging them to come forward. By September 21st, the reward for information grows to $35,000. As the search for Dolce ended the second week on 23rd of September, Bridget City Park, on the day she managed to share photos and videos they took in the area. So as you can see, there has been a direct timeline with her disappearance they looked everywhere. They put up flyers. Um, they canvassed they, they canvassed neighborhoods. They released photos. They released uh, the the nine one one call. So they did what they did what they could, and they tried to find her. I, I uh, again, when it comes to saying anything about the mom shouldn't shouldn't left her alone. There are so many things that we've done that we said we should have we should have. We can't we can't take that back. She can't take that back. That's gonna haunt her forever. No matter what. And that's what people gotta understand. So she don't need nobody else reminding her what she did. She knows that what she did she shouldn't have, but She's paying for it now. So that's what I say. Stay out of the comments and saying, you know, hey, oh, I think she... No, no, no. Okay, so... All right, so that was, like, the last thing. So on the 24th, investigators... This is, this is September 24th at that, y'all. Investigators announced that they were able to successfully contact Dolce's father, who lives in Mexico. The FBI said we're working on having FBI agents interview the father face to face, and, on, and uh, then they would add Dolce to the FBI's most wanted missing persons list. The 26th family releases new video of Dolce at a search past the 10-day mark. Hmm, I, 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 I can't imagine, man. I'm seriously. 
September 30th, speaking about holding one of her daughter's favorite toys, the mother of five-year-old Dolce Marie Alaves addressed the media saying, I'm worried about my daughter. October 3rd is when the, 99, I mean, when the 911 tapes are released. Um, I can't find my daughter, said Noema Alaves. We were there at the park, and people say that somebody, probably somebody took her. Our daughter, who released an emotional 911 call, Dolce Maria Alvarez of Mount May following her disappearance. By October 4th, despite the efforts of hundreds of police officers and scores of tips, they were not able to find Dolce. Mm. Sorry. So, they, like I said, they, they did try to find her. You got to think she went missing from September 16th to 2019. They even had divers looking in the water for her. So this was a, a whole, this was a whole, whole month straight that this was going on. And, you know, um, I also seen a report where one of the people who was working with her by way of her name, Jackie, she was making videos and discouraging, you know, making discouraging videos about the family, saying that the family knew more, like the mom knew more, she was hiding stuff. Um, that is not the case at all. This lady was supposed to have been uh, an advisor to Noema, which is Dolce's mom. So in the beginning, when Dolce's mom, Noema, wanted to talk to the media, it was Jackie who was telling her that it wasn't a good idea. But then, when they would ask Jackie how come Noema wouldn't do the interview, she would say, I don't know. I told her to do it, but she doesn't want to do it. And that's where that false narrative came that Noema knew something about her child. She knew nothing about her child. This woman has publicly on TikTok tainted everyone's views on Noema, which in turn made the public look at Noema like she was guilty. Noema is scared of Jackie and had to even refuse to talk about her or anything. Jackie has actually had people on her TikTok say that they want to beat the uh, info out of Noema. Now see, that's just wrong. That's just wrong. You, first of all, you people, y'all are are just like dogs. Somebody throw you a bone, you're quick to take it and run with it, okay? I saw this video too. I saw some of her videos too. Listen, there is nothing that she could get me to believe to say that this mom's involved. She has produced no evidence, no recording, no videos, no type of proof. But she's out here saying that this mother has something to do with her daughter's, her, her daughter's disappearance. Excuse me. No, she didn't. She had nothing. Like I said, she's scared of Jackie. And um, Jackie has been talking about how she has accused many people of harassment, bullying, and trying to run her off the road. And she had also claimed that Noema was the one sending people to, to do this, which was, again, false. 
and she constantly, Jackie constantly discusses the case when the family has asked her nicely several times to stop discussing the case. And she also says she's spreading awareness on Dolce. But like I said earlier, she's not doing Dolce's, uh, she's not doing, she's not doing videos on Dolce's disappearance. She's doing videos on disparaging the family, saying that they know that, uh, that, that, that the family knows more of what they, uh, what happened to Dolce. And the family and the volunteers help her. Okay, we see. Yeah, she's talking bad about Dolce, the Dolce's mom on the videos and the volunteers. She uses uh, Dolce's case as her time in the spotlight. See, that's crazy. That's crazy. A person that you were supposed to put your trust into now is out here trying to ruin you. I'm sorry, but I'm not listening to nothing this lady says because I don't believe an ounce of what this lady said. You can tell that this lady is making up stuff about Noema. Let me tell you something. I've, uh, you know, I've had the honor of myself of talking to her. Okay? This is Dolce's mom we're talking about. We spoke on Friday. And that was one of the like, most warmest conversations I think I've had with somebody in a while. That's not a mother that's hiding something. That is a mother that is hurt. Her heart is hurt. She's going through pain. Her five-year-old daughter is missing. Okay? Well, she would be eight years old now, but her daughter went missing when she's five. How do you think you would feel if your daughter went missing? And, you know, people are steady accusing you of, of doing this, and you know you're not. And you know you haven't. Like I said, I've talked to her on the phone. We talked for about good... Maybe 10, maybe 10, 15 minutes. And, you know, we agreed to talk more later. But I got a sense from her that she's hurt. Her heart is broken. She really wants to know what happened to her daughter. And I don't think anybody that's going to continue to do interviews... Or still talk about it, or or you know, or is is is, is involved. As far as I can see, she's not involved. I don't think she's involved one bit at all. And for those people that are saying that, uh, oh, I always thought the mom knew more than she did. She don't know more than what me or you know. And I'm vouching for her. And I will not allow people to come on my platform and say anything bad about her. I said, I'll talk to her myself. And, I, and I'm getting to know her even more. She doesn't really open up a lot, you know? But she she, she opened up to me. And um, we, talk about, we, we talked about some things, you know, 
really not related to the case. I can honestly, honestly, genuinely say that she doesn't know anything.